welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Bill. And I am your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Danny. We're on part four of The Rope and the Rich Kids. In part three, I interviewed Izzy and Ramon about the party and learned about an interesting game of truth or dare. In that game, Vicky revealed that she was withholding some blackmail evidence against somebody. And finally, we discovered that while burying bottles behind the cabin, Roman was the owl. I take the lamp and I shine it right in Roman's face. And I say, well, Roman, I heard you and the other kids were having a party last night. Why don't you tell me something about it? Roman folds one, crosses his legs and says, oh, cool. This is just like L.A. Noir. <laughs> you said you'd give someone a voice. Don't make me press X to doubt you, Roman. You want to tell me what I want to know. What I want to know is, how was your party last night? Oh, it wasn't my party. That was all Ramon. Trust me, the less I have to do with them, the better. So you weren't drinking? You weren't engaging in frivolities with your friends? Okay, I can't really keep up this voice, Roman. So are you all right if I... Talk normal, but you can still pretend I'm scary. Do I still have to keep using this voice? Yes, you've understood. You, you definitely have to. Okay, so Roman, you're not usually friends with these people? You're not usually part of their parties? Oh, look, of course I'll participate. Who, who wouldn't? But I'm just saying, you've got to do it as one of the necessary social engagements for being part of humankind. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, but do I enjoy it? No. I have better things that I could be doing with my time, but alas, this is the sort of thing one must do. Interesting. Were you at both parties? Of course. They were both in my room. Well, they were also in Raymond's room. Wait. <laughs> they are also in Ramon's room. You can call him Raymond if that makes you feel more comfortable. Names are but a <laughs> method of communication, and if communicating more easily works for you with the name Raymond, then I invite that. Yeah, but it's not your name. You don't have the you don't have the the uh, purview to allow me to call someone else by a different name. Well, he's not here. Ooh, good point. I'm going to call you Roman, and I'm going to call him Ramon. His name. That is also fair. All right, wonderful. Um, so you. We're at this party, you, you know, mm -hmm. playing truth or dare. Did any interesting truths come out and or dares? You might, you feel like the kind of person who would probably remember people's truths or dares. I am the sort of person who would pay attention to the important things that yeah, we're like going on at the time. Yeah, like truths and dares, the most important things that humans have. All of human civilization and, 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 and emotion can be broken down into a series of truths or dares. Intriguing. All of philosophy is merely the study of human truths <laughs> and, the, and the bravery of human dares. You raise an intriguing point. I will share with you what I recall. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Chelsea was given the category of truth. And she was asked if she partook in the bacteria-laden adventure of picking her nose. All right. And you don't need to tell me that. Well, you can tell me that if you'd like. I would say do not shake her hand during your interview with her. All right. And what about uh, Vicky, Vicky Victoria? 
Vicky was asked if she had done anything against the law. Ooh, and did she say, no, oh wait, does withholding evidence count? Yes, that's right. Word for word? Yes, Wonderful. 100%. Oh, I'm good at this. Um, what about the others? Did anything strange happen? I know that, did, did, I know Ramon, did he dare uh, Izzy to kiss him? Oh yes, that did happen. And she declined. Interesting. And, that, and she left. Yes, that's right. At this point, they were both out of the out of the party. I don't know now what happened next. So, could you tell me what happened after after uh, Ramon left to chase down Izzy? Uh, well, after that, uh, I was given the unfortunate task of uh, ranking the teachers at my school uh, in terms of their attractiveness. This was very uncomfortable. Interesting. Who's the most... No, I won't make you, you re-rank them. Yes, please do not. I did not enjoy the experience and it was made worse when the others took out their phones to Google photos of the teachers so that, that they would be, pretty bad. would be able to say for sure. And what, and what happened then? Did, did anything else happen before Ramon got back? There were some further truths, some further dares. Well, Vicky did take out her phone and share some photos. Oh, photos of what? I did not see them. She shared them with the girls only. Interesting. Now, I still have that phone waiting to be mm. boffened open. So maybe if I can't get a straight answer on what these photos are, I'll be able to find them on the phone. Yes, I chose not to look. Interesting. In fact, it wasn't that she kept them from me. I chose not to look. Sure, sure, sure. I was not interested in such things. Interesting. And 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 no, no other truths or dares before... Before Ramon. Well, of course. Back. Would you like me to recite some more? Um, only if you think they're interesting, I suppose. Oh, not at all, unless you count uh, the one known as Winifred being asked <laughs> the to. The one known as Winifred, yes, go on. <laughs> being asked to sing. How, how, what was her voice like? It was of a medium scratchiness, perhaps aided by the copious amounts of alcohol she had consumed. However, I would say on a normal day under adequate conditions it would be passable okay good and then then ramon got back mm. you yes that's right had a you know not long after that everybody everybody left to go home yes that's right there was some small amount of drinking small amount of childish bickering and then ramon grew tired and decided to eject the girls all right lovely did you and, and they went home ramon watched them leave they returned to their cabins yes yeah now after this did you did you go out at all of course interesting you you went out to i went behind the cabin to the muddy under area towards the tree line and i buried the bottles were you making any any noises on those on those bottles as you left i am a musical enthusiast so I was interested in the different sounds that might emanate from different shaped bottles. Uh, I may have partaken in that. It was a risk, but as everyone had returned to bed and the counselor for the night had not shown at any time, I figured there was safety in that. Okay. Did you see anything strange after you'd left? Did you notice any lights on in the cabin next to you, in Vicky and Izzy's cabin? Or any, any strange noises or people moving around? He hesitates for a while. 
No, no, there was nothing going on in the cabins at all. Like, no, no funny lights, nothing. You seem unsure. I had to take my time remembering under such traumatic circumstances. You need to be sure of these things before you say them. You're not lying to me? Of course not. Lying is a human weakness. <laughs> <laughs> it should be noted at this point, he's wearing a football jacket, a football jersey. It's obviously ironic. Sure. Um, I just felt now was the time to throw that in there. Hmm. Okay. So, interesting. He, he seemed like he was possibly hiding something there. Roman, you say the cabins were fine. You didn't see anybody outside of their cabins? Well, of course I saw people outside of their cabins. Everyone was returning and leaving the party. And you saw Vicky go into her cabin? Yes, that's correct. Did she go in alone? Yes, she did. Hmm. And you didn't see anybody else approaching that cabin for the rest of the evening? No, but then I was not outside for an excessively long period of time, and I was around the back of the cabin for most of that. Interesting. Now, you say you went near the tree line on, on, the, on the side of... Sure. Do you see anything moving in the woods? Yes, I think I did. Do you know what it was? No. No, it was very dark. I believe I saw shadows, but... The I, I was easily able to convince myself that it was just the movement of trees and leaves. However, knowing that suspicious activity has clearly taken place through the night, it does behoove me to tell you that it is possible that there was a person or persons there. Yeah, I think it was I the cannot camp argue. counselor, uh, Trenton, but you know, he thought you were an owl. You'll see. That is humorous. Yes, because of your owl like bottle. I understand. Blowing. And where is that? Could you show me where you buried these bottles? Absolutely. It's a long walk back to our cabin. We're at the far end, but sure. Fine. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to leave Ramon, right, Roman. I'm going to leave Roman uh, to go back to his, back inside. Oh, I just okay. want to check out these bottles. I don't know if it's going to lead anywhere, but I kind of want to, like, I want to check if it's just bottles that are buried here or whether there's, like, some other piece of incriminating thing that... that that has been hidden or, 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 or even just like in the air, but I just want to yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. So you head back to the father's cabin and there is indeed all from the cabin stretching up to the tree line, a decent amount of muddiness behind, yeah. well, you know, behind a few of the cabins actually, Ooh. but you take a look and the rain that has clearly been here for the last couple of days has made that mud a little bit looser than you'd want for burying stuff. I mean, clearly it made it easy to dig through, but it's also very... Easy to redig. Yeah, very easily. Like, some of the bottles are already slipping through a little bit. So you have a bit of a mess around the area, and you find a good half dozen big empty bottles. Sure. And beside those, somewhere in the area, you also find something that's... It's like a large pair of, what, like, shears, bolt cutters... Something mm. like that. So a bit of a hefty cutting device. Like when you say a large pair, like bolt cutters, if I picture large mm. bolt cutters, I'm picturing like... About the length of your forearm, maybe? Yeah, like mm. long, long, like almost like a couple of foot worth of handle. I could go like, kunk and like really take a padlock apart with it. Mm. Or maybe a little bit smaller. Yeah, okay. Maybe a little bit smaller than that, but yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. The cabins aren't locked, are they? Correct. So no one's had to like... Take the pad, like take a padlock off a. No, off a not door. at all. Hmm. Do they look like they are 
incidentally nearby, or does it look like Roman has buried them with the bottles to hide some evidence? They don't look like they were just accidentally dropped in the area. They look, they look like, like they, they were, were hidden away. Yes. And they are virtually with the bottles. Ooh, I've got some more Roman questions. I better get my, my tough guy voice back on. <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to check while I'm here, you mentioned the mud a few times. There's mud, like this whole muddy mm. area behind us. Can I see footprints anywhere? Or is the rain washed them away? It's definitely not ideal. It's You see some things, like obviously I see you're trying to look for things that are connecting either the cabins or the cabins in the woods. Yeah, like if no one's come in like the front door, maybe people have come in the back or maybe there's like to a window or something or, or, or going from a cabin to a, you know, going from the cabin to the woods, either if there's footprints or if there's like something that has been dropped and stuck in the mud, like a pen that says, <laughs> I am a camp counsellor on it. There's certainly nothing distinct, but mm. when you're comparing like the fronts of the cabins where it's less muddy, there is definitely some traces of mud around the fronts of a couple of the cabins as well. Like the boys' oh, like cabin. So tracked mud. Indeed. Like Ooh. the boys' cabin, especially, there's definitely some mud there. But then you also know that Roman went digging in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Mud in front of their mm. cabin is, is well, I, I already have a, a yeah. reason for that. It doesn't, doesn't. Make me think of anything suspicious. Mm -hmm. Is there similar? I want to. Oh, I'm doing a mud search. Mm -hmm. Does that is there mud in front of any of the other cabins? Yes. Is there mud in front of Vicky's cabin? Yes. Ooh. Now let me just for for, my, for both my benefit and the and the audiences. Mm -hmm. Is the implication here that if you were to go about your normal day, going up and down the pathways, checking out people's cabins, going to breakfast. So coming in from the, from the, uh, you would not have to walk in mud so much. You wouldn't go through mud. Not you to the extent that you would leave marks no. behind. So this, no. these mud tracks imply that someone has come from behind the cabins, possibly on the wood line. Like I just used a phrase that doesn't exist. Ah, on the, the wood you know, line. On the wood line. Possibly from like where the tree, the tree line mm. has come from the forest across and in front of the, so that's, that's some shady, that's some shady business. Mm-hmm. That to me, I'm going back to wood to Owlboy. <laughs> like, what, like the only person who we know was in those woods was Trenton, who's, mm. who says I was in those woods. And now Roman has been like, yeah, there was somebody, in, there was somebody in those woods. Um, and now I've seen that someone from those woods, or Roman himself, after going back to the back of his cabin, was out the front at the doorway to Vicky's cabin. That's really interesting. So I now need to follow up on Roman's secateurs and Trenton's owl wandering. I think I'll confront the child first. That's probably <laughs> easier emotionally for me, an adult man. Sure, sure. I could probably get his opinions on other people in the camp as well. But first I'm going to confront him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk up to the window uh, of his cabin and see him and then tap on the glass. They with are the... not in their cabins. Oh, damn. I sent him back to his... <laughs> Uh, I go back and get him. Cool. And then you put him in and his I cabin. Put him in his cabin, and I leave the cabin, and then I walk up to the window and I tap on it with the with the bolt cutters. Great. And then I walk in and I go, Roman, can you explain where these came from? I have no idea. They look like a formidable weapon. Should they be used as such, though primarily as a tool. However, I can't help but be reminded right now of the first episode of Better Call Saul. Well, the one with the 
where the, where the kids are doing that crime and there's maybe a decapitated head or something? Where a group of unhinged adults threaten the main character by having his fingers, potentially, like, threaten to chop off the main character's fingers. Yeah. You don't even think about that now. I'm not going to cut your fingers off. My gosh, calm down. That is some relief. What I'm saying it's, is... It's that voice. What I, yeah. It's, what I'm saying is... You would you think lie it, to me, Roman. You would think it would remind me of Batman and have that offer some sense of relief. It does not. No one should be relieved by the presence of Batman. He's a rich guy who punches people and operates outside the law. You should always be nervous around Batman. Roman! Okay, you're turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Roman! You should, just like me. You should always be nervous around Batman. I think my I think it was better before I tried. Um, Roman, don't 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 lie to me. Well, then don't use a fake voice. Why would you do that? As a, for the audience, hmm. Roman. Um, Roman, I found these right next to the bottles that you buried. There is no way this is something new to you. This is no way this is something you haven't seen before. Don't feign ignorance, Roman. You know about these. Bolt wire secateur cutters. I am not the person here who would feign ignorance in situations. That is the purview of Isabella. I have never seen these before in my life, outside of perhaps the tools that are in the main building maintenance area, though I have not taken a good look in there myself. But I believe that that's the sort of place that counselors or the owner would have access to. Oh, man, back on the Trenton train. I'm back on this Trenton train. Did you see these last night when you dropped off the bottles? No, not at all. They weren't there? Not to my knowledge, no. And now just a question to Danny. If you dropped off those bottles, based on where this was, you would see it, right? Sure. Like, there's no way he would have missed it. It would be weird. Okay. Hmm, do I trust this, this child? Mm. Okay, well, that, didn't, that wasn't as <laughs> shocking a con- confrontation as I'd hoped. So I should go and do a shocking confrontation to Trenton. But first, Roman, you say Isabel is someone who usually lie? What has she been lying about? Oh, she doesn't lie. She feigns ignorance. I believe she considers it attractive to those in her social circles. Oh, interesting. And what about, what about Vicky? What did you think about v- Vicky? Uh, Vicky was by and large, an intolerable human being. And I say this both in an objective and subjective matter, as I believe, quite frankly, on the first day of camp, she tried to end my life. Whoa, what? Vicky tried to to make you kicky the bucket? I tried to make a joke and it didn't work, but it's there. It's in the episode. Vicky tried to kill you? Absolutely. Whether or not that was her complete motivation... Who can say, but it would have been the final result had I not been suspicious. Uh, what happened? Tell me more about it. It was the evening of the first night at camp, circa 8 p.m. Circa 8 p.m. I don't want, you know, get out of here. I don't want you to tell me about this, this attempted murder with your circa 8 p.m.s. All right, first day of camp. We were being rewarded for a good first day's work with dessert. 
and I had mislaid my allergen form at home, so I was not being given any specially ascribed dietary meals. So... Is that something you usually need? Well, owing to my quite significant peanut allergy, it does not go amiss. Okay. However, I had forgotten, so I thought the most prudent thing to do would be to ask the camper next to me whether they detected peanuts. Interesting. And Vicky said, and that was Vicky? That was Vicky. And, and she, she said, Absolutely. No, there's no peanuts in there. Indeed. And what, Not what? verbatim this time. Oh, interesting. And what was it? It was a fruit crumble. Well, that probably has no peanuts in it. One would think. However, the ingredient makeup of a crumble can vary quite wildly from chef to chef. Interesting. Had I but taken a mouthful, I would have gone into extreme anaphylactic shock with no way of knowing at this stage whether an EpiPen was on site. Mm, interesting. And you think that was deliberate on Vicky's part? I think that it was malicious and spiteful in a way that someone like her finds natural and fun. Mm. I was very fortunate to when I picked up a spoonful of the offending food, it spilled slightly on my skin and I started to have a rash. Interesting. Like I said, I get quite severe reactions to these things. Very luckily, I had some antihistamines, so that was all that was needed to contain this less violent reaction. Miss Hoskins was quite accommodating to me for the rest of the night, trying to insist that we did not file an incident report. Mm, because she doesn't want to lose face. Precisely. Interesting. Now, I wonder. Do you reckon, like, I wonder if Vicky would have known. Would I know if I had a crumble, whether it had peanuts in it? Probably, right? Maybe? I don't know. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say she did know. What a, what a rude person. Are you the only one that Vicky has done something like this to so far? Or has she made enemies with other campers? As far as I am aware, she is a generally antagonistic person, but I have not noticed such overt attempts to harm others. Not that I would have, I tend to avoid her now. Well, fair. Hmm. Okay, so Vicky tried to kill Roman. But maybe in just a butt-headed sort of way, rather than like, I hate you, Roman, I'm going to kill you. Can't imagine there'd be any reason. Had you done anything with Vicky earlier that day? Mm. Did you, did you antagonise her in any way? Absolutely not. What would make you think that I would be the sort of person who would find it worth my while antagonising the others? Not necessarily deliberately, perhaps by accident. If there was something in a tone of voice as I said something to her at any stage, then it was purely accidental. Hmm, interesting. Again, it is, the, it is something that I have noticed that she has no issue with making enemies. For example, Maggie the Counselor. Yes. Maggie the Counselor. She, those counselors really have this antagonistic relationship with Vicky. So I'm still, I'm now on this Trenton train. Trenton's suspicious. I've got to go back to Trenton and confront him with a few things. Like, counselors have access to these tools and I found this weird tool. Uh, things like that. And someone come from the woods and I know he was in the woods. I, but but motivation-wise, he seems to have no, had no reason to be mean to her unless maybe he's, like, he, he and Maggie are a thing. And so there's some kind of, like, 
like Maggie has these issues with Vicky and then he's inherited them based on the like a, a thing between him and Maggie. I just don't know, it's strange. But I mean, there's no amount of mean a kid could be to a camp counselor. They're just gonna be like, well, I'm gonna suffocate her just for fun. It seems crazy. So, yeah, what do I know? Like, I wanna go back to my, my original list of investigating the scene. I did a little bit more of that today. Recreating the crime. And this is where I run into a thing because no one was there. No one has seen when it happened or what was going on. So it's hard to kind of figure out what could have happened. Just that she got suffocated or at some point after this party where she was seen fine by a lot of people. I'm hoping all the kids aren't lying to me. That'd be a bit mean. Izzy didn't get woken up is strange, but maybe she's lying. She already didn't tell me that she knew about where all the alcohol was. Maybe there's other stuff she's hiding. I need to find out what's on that phone, because that could be something. In terms of, like, the weird pictures, or maybe some reference to this blackmail issue. i got to get into that phone, so hopefully the boffins can get back to me at some point. But until then, I think I need to re-investigate Trenton. There's been a lot of stuff that's been a little bit off. One thing, though, to check, I've got these wire cutters. These, these bolt cuttery tools. If I re-examine her cabin, the entrance, things in it. Oh, can you find anything can cut? Can I find anything that's no. been cut? I can't find anything that's been cut. All right. Unless, of course, the things that were like tying her up at some point. Like cause she had those marks on her wrist. If she was tied up, maybe that's what was cut off and then taken away. So as to get rid of that evidence. Maybe that's where the wire cutters came in. Either way, I'm going to grab wire cutters in hand and I'm going to find Trenton. Is he in the main room or is he in his cabin or? Neither. You might recall. He went down to the boat shed. He left. I got to go to the boat. Some time ago. Maggie, where are the boats? Uh, well, actually, as you come into the main hall, you come looking. You mentioned to Maggie that you are about to go off to find Trenton. And she says, oh, well, I, I've got his phone number if you'd rather that. Like, that might be a little bit easier. Uh, here. She gives it to you so you can give him a call. Okay, well, I'll, I'll call mm -hmm. Trenton. Beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 beep. Uh, hello? Ugh. Trenton, are you all right? Uh, uh, police? You're, you're, yeah, it's oh, me, you're Bill Billingham, King of Police. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm just, sorry, it's exhausting down here, it's a mess, this boat, it's washed away, it's, oh, it's a mess, it's just totally tangled up, it's taking me forever to drag it out. Ugh. Oh, tangled up, maybe you need the bolt cutters I found. Well, yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? If I could get him down here in a hurry, great. <laughs> Didn't have the impact I was hoping. Something be like, oh, you found the bolt cutters, no! Real pain. This is ridiculous. I don't even know how it came untied. Oh, the boat's untied. Where was the boat tied up, Trenton? With all the others, down by the dock in the river. Can you, can you see the rope? Like, does it look like it's been cut or anything? Actually, yeah, it does. It does look shorter than I expected. Oh, is there some rope missing, Trenton? Yeah, could be. This is the Vicky rope. It's the Vicky rope. This is the rope that tied up Vicky. The Vicky rope. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of our network, Consume This Media. To find out more about this show and other shows that we do, head to consumethismedia.com. 
For questions, queries, and theories, you can send us an email at solvethismurderpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Jared, Devon, and Witt from Advanced Sage Russian Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thank you for listening. <laughs>